You are listening to Blue Notes, your premier destination for news and analysis on financial services, the economy, technology, and thought leadership. Hi, I'm Brett Foley, Managing Editor of Blue Notes, and today I'm joined by Ant Strong, ANZ's Group Executive of Strategy, and Justin Greenstein, CEO of 1835i, ANZ's external innovation partner. We're here to talk about 1835i and how it fits in with ANZ's strategy. And firstly to you, can you tell me a little bit about ANZ's approach to innovation and how that relates back to strategy? Sure. I think our strategy is built around uh, four layers. So purpose-led propositions that customers love, resilient uh, platforms, uh, an adaptive operating model, and dynamic and disciplined allocation of resources. And the the purpose-led propositions really an area where we recognize that we don't have all of the all of the answers we don't have all of the capabilities in-house and so for us our innovation team plays a really important role in helping to bring different ideas different um, different propositions to our customers that will help engage them and, and help improve their financial well-being in particular and, and Justin um, can you tell us a little bit about 1835i and explain the team and, and what it does and how it fits in with ANZ yeah sure Brett um, 1835i in its simplest form um, is a partnership connector. So what we do is we partner startups in the fintech ecosystem with ANZ. In terms of how we go about our business, we really look deep into the strategy of ANZ. So we look at our homeowner segments, small business owner segments, and institutional segment. When we then break it down, we, we go, well, what do we want to do with these fintechs? How do we want to partner and what do we want to achieve and ultimately what we want to achieve is helping ANZ acquire new customers we want to help ANZ drive loyalty with existing customers and we want to introduce new capabilities into the bank so new capabilities that can help achieve better regulatory outcomes more cost efficiencies and frankly better bank outcomes helping banker experience if we draw that down one level deeper and we think about an example of that Um, We can look at Cash Rewards. Cash Rewards is pretty well known. It's a company that's now got around 2 million customers. And essentially, Cash Rewards gives um, people cash back on pretty much their standard day-to-day purchases, whether it's groceries, travel, or fashion, for free. And through partnerships with ANZ, through integrations on the Classic app, and through future integrations with ANZ+, we're going to give ANZ customers a much more frictionless experience in terms of getting this cash back and helping their financial well-being. And I think that's a really impo- really great example of how innovation plays a role in the strategy. Because as, as we've talked about in the past, what we're trying to do here is, A, improve financial well-being for our customers and, on the other hand, improve res- returns for our shareholders. And um, we know that one of the strongest drivers of financial profitability of our customers is just their level of engagement with us. They, the more they use our services, the, the, long, the, the longer they stay with us, the more money we make, but also the better, um, the more they are able to improve their financial well-being as well. And so cash rewards is a great way of getting customers to use ANZ's products and save, save them money at the same time. So, Ant, can you tell us a little bit about the non-bank structure that ANZ's implemented recently and how 1835i fits in with that? Certainly. So for us, Having an adaptive operating model is a really important part of our strategy. It provides the flexibility and the agility that we need to to achieve our strategy and our strategic aims. There's a really good reason banks are heavily regulated. 
but there are times when that regulation is inappropriate for the types of business we're trying to achieve or trying to do. And so I think about the example that Justin just provided around cash rewards, for example, it doesn't make sense for cash rewards to be regulated as a bank. And so for us having the non-bank provide us with an opportunity to partner more effectively with, with non-banking entities um, in an environment that was, for want of a better term, policy light, so still well governed, but with different policies, so that we could do things faster, um, more, with more agility, and try different things that you might otherwise be able to achieve in a bank. So for us, that the, um, the non-bank's been a really critical enabler of what we're trying to achieve. 1835i actually plays multiple roles in that non-bank. On the one hand, 1835i um, provides um, partners with third parties, so we invest in, in companies, whether it be entities like Cash Rewards or whether it be entities like View Media Group. We also, through 1835i, run pilots with the organisation and look to, to build things for ANZ through the, lab, through the lab that we have there. But then equally, 1835i plays a really important role in helping us to govern appropriately all of the assets that we have inside the non-bank as well. And I may add one more thing. I think if you package all of that up, part of our role is to help transform the culture of the organisation, acknowledging that that is a very iterative journey, um, but ultimately... 1835i sitting next door the bank and having, you know, slightly less onerous policies that are more suitable for companies that are not ADI regulated enable us to form a culture where there is natural ability to experiment, test new concepts, and do that in a way with with people who are just naturally more um, risk-taking and also incentivize people differently to grow and scale these businesses. So, Part of the the culture transformation is not only to think about ANZ and you know what we can do for ANZ, but actually disrupt spaces and become global leaders in these services that we provide to customers. Mm. And Justin, you you must keep a close eye on the, the startup uh, uh, sector. Um, what trends are you and insights are you seeing at the moment, or what are you seeing in the ecosystem that that's interesting? Great question, Brett. And I may just break it down into a couple of components. So first of all, if we think about um, innovation and the fintech space, we really think about it in three different categories. So the first category we think about is what we call improve. So what, what innovation is happening to improve banking services today? If we take a, a simple example of that, we did a pretty global search on capabilities that were available in the market to help mortgage processing and what we came up with was what we call white space where there actually wasn't a solution that we could see that could partner with ANZ and drive scale quickly and using our lab capability we built a proposition which is called Q. Um, Q through a number of pilots with the home loans business proof of concepts are now the point where they're in production and really significantly helping the home loan processing, which is both helping customers because home loan applications are quicker, but also helping bankers because they're not having to do as much rework as they were in the past. The second category we, we look at is what we call grow. So this is, to some extent, looking at adjacencies to banking services that can really help grow ANZ services, ANZ's customer base, and drive some of that loyalty. If we look at 
some trends in the market. We're seeing things around financial well-being and also environmental sustainability. Those are two really hot topics at the moment that, that we're seeing both locally and abroad. So if we look at what ANZ has done through the non-bank, we have partnered with Pollination. And through Pollination, we're really thinking about propositions that can be built, primarily in institutional at this space, but potentially for our consumer customers in the future to drive better environmental sustainability outcomes for our customers and for the community at large. And then the third component we think about is disruption. And when we look um, globally at, at this space, we see embedded finance being a very, very significant trend and specifically embedded finance in the metaverse. Mm. And and I'm just interested in that mix between investing and and developing through yeah. the lab. Like, how do we determine um, that split and and other things, other opportunities to yeah. invest in? It's a really good question, and I don't know that it's something we'd say we'd nailed right now. I suspect, like any of these um, types of organisations, you the the emphasis will evolve and shift over time. I mean, for mine, and I think sort of reiterating some of Justin's points. 1835i really was established to help drive innovation within the within the organization, whether it be in terms of culture, whether it be in terms of helping to, to build things or whether it was investing in things. Ultimately, I think our goal is to invest in areas only where we really need to and where we and that's because we think that having privileged access to that asset is really important or that that asset needed investment to, to scale and be successful or because actually we wanted to participate in the the upside that we thought we could create together. And so you know, VMG is a classic example of that where we wanted to invest in that business because we thought that we could create a lot of benefit together and we wanted to participate in that. And also because the more you embed your um, your propositions or your or bring together technology, there's kind of value in having that tie in. So today we've got um, a really interesting and diverse portfolio. Our goal at the moment is to, to make sure we're, we're doing more with that portfolio rather than to be thinking about where we might invest again. So at the moment, our focus is really on driving value from businesses that we already have invested in, but there will be some things that come up, no doubt, along the way that we go, oh yeah, that's actually really interesting. We hadn't thought of that. Let's, let's start to invest in them as well, just to build that relationship. I think another important point on that is, you know, to one of our earlier comments, we we're looking to partner with startups and high growth scale up companies, and and often those companies are loss loss making at the time that we start our partnership and and early investment because, um, they they're really trying to achieve some level of global domination or at least domination within the Australian New Zealand region, and. Whilst we we partner with them to help them build value in their business and for us to build value in ANZ, building that value through the partnership of ANZ actually consumes a significant amount of capital for those companies because whilst they're outside of the bank and while they're you know, not regulated and exposed to some level of simplified policy, scaling those businesses with ANZ still does require a significant yeah. amount of capital. And we know that if we want to continue that partnership seriously, we're going to need to ensure that they've got the financial stability to do that in a responsible way. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. And we think about some of the businesses we invest in today. The expectations around a bank are very different, particularly as it relates to things like cybersecurity, customer data rights, protection, all those sorts of things. And so if you're a startup business today, it's not likely that you necessarily have 
the requisite level of sophistication in some of those areas. Whereas if we want to partner with with that business, we want to embed their services in in our banking apps. Then they kind of need to invest in those. And so I, I think that's a point well made, Justin. That you know, to some extent, if we want to partner with them, we will have to put money into them to help them support them building out the capabilities that we need them to have. It's all very interesting. And I, I just wonder, maybe a question for both of you, Ant, you first, um, how, how do you measure success in, in, in a field like this? It's not easy because we're not a venture fund in a sort of a traditional sense. There's no kind of ROI that we particularly look at, right? We don't sort of sit there and go, oh, we've invested $10 and we expect to get a return of whatever percent on top of that. It's much more around the level of Im- how embedded are these businesses within ANZ and um, and how is that driving outcomes for customers? And so simplistically, there's probably two, two dimensions that we would look at. The first is, is the business that we have invested in healthy? So has it has got reasonable financial metrics? Is it growing? Is it, is it improving in value? but not necessarily with a particular hurdle rate in mind. And then more importantly, are ANZ customers benefiting from our investment in that? So going back to my earlier point about driving engagement um, with, with ANZ and ANZ's products and services, ultimately what we want to be able to demonstrate is that we, are, have, we have more customers who are more engaged, who are, dry, who are more financially healthy, and um, who have higher lifetime value for the bank. Now, no individual asset will, or investment will drive that. It'll actually be the kind of the sum of many that will be important. Yeah, I think you've made some really good points. And so I think another important point to make is we talk a lot about, you know, these partnerships for ANZ and what we're doing for ANZ. But actually, what we also do in 1835 is we look at the founders of these co- companies as being a very important customer of ours because we know that in order for ANZ to be successful we need them and their companies to be successful and part of the you know measuring success is looking at the health of these assets and making sure that you know we're working with them to achieve better um, customer lifetime value in their businesses and helping them improve their cost of customer acquisition and gaining scale both through the ANZ relationship but also through our other networks that we have. Thank you very much for your time, Bo. Thank you. Thank you.